This is The Leaders We Need with Joel Harder, a podcast going beyond the politics and policies to focus on the people who lead in our communities, states, and nation. Conversations that restore the civility we need in our politics, while promoting the integrity we need in our leaders. The Leaders We Need with Joel Harder, a resource from Oklahoma Capital Culture. Welcome back to The Leaders We Need. On today's episode, we're going to wrap up the second half of a roundtable conversation on race with Oklahoma Governor Kevin Stitt and First Lady Sarah Stitt. But before we get back to the roundtable, if you're enjoying the conversations that you hear with leaders on this podcast, I want to ask you to go and leave a comment. Let us know what you're thinking. Uh, Whatever platform that you're using to listen to this podcast, if you'll go and leave a comment and a rating, let us know what you think about the conversations and the content you're hearing on the podcast. Let us know what you'd like to hear a little more of. That is one of the best ways to let more people know about the work we're doing and the conversations we're having with leaders, bringing together diverse people to navigate difficult conversations and chart a path forward that will benefit and bless all of us. So please go leave a rating, leave a comment, share these conversations with others, and let's get more people joining us in the conversation, breaking through cycles of incivility in our political discourse. Well, let's jump back into this roundtable conversation on race. Now, one of the first things you're going to hear as we pick up this roundtable conversation is an important question from the First Lady. She's going to ask, what about our kids? What do we need to be doing? What are the conversations we need to have, the things we need to be teaching, the experiences that they should be having in order to lead real and lasting change in future generations? And we're going to hear some practical thoughts about exactly what to do to encourage our children to really lead us forward in the years ahead. Let's jump back into this roundtable conversation on race with Oklahoma Governor and First Lady Kevin and Sarah Stitt. When Leaders Matter, How Civility, Integrity, and the Leaders We Need Are Possible by Dr. Joel W. Harder. Forward, written by Oklahoma Governor Kevin Stitt. In When Leaders Matter, Chaplain Joel Harder presents a three-step approach to engage leaders and restore the civility we need in our politics while promoting the integrity we need in our leaders. When that happens, leaders will be able to work and inspire our communities, states, and nation to address the real problems we are facing and navigate a way forward that will benefit all of us. When Leaders Matter, how civility, integrity, and the leaders we need are possible. Available now on Amazon.com, Barnes & Noble, and BarnesandNoble.com. We've all watched this unfold across our nation over the last several weeks. Um, As a mother, what is really relevant in my mind is how can we bring change through the next generation? I have six kids of varied ages, and, and I know several of you have children at home, if not all of you still have children at home. 
And so what conversations should we be having? What should we be teaching them? What should we be exposing them to or not exposing them to? You know, I have a struggle with, it's different than when we were growing up. You have a click of a phone and and you're surrounded by images. And I've tried to be careful with my little children of, of filtering so that they have a reference point for things. And so how do we help ensure a stronger future in our state for the next generation, for our children? How do we... Um, train into that. And, and you talked a little bit about that, Clarence, about conversations you have, but also we have to break out of the norm. And so I would just like to get maybe opinions from all or some of you on the conversations you've either had or the expertise you have in those areas. Oh, me first. Okay, so, um, you know, there are uh, several creative things that I think about uh, there are some wonderful organizations that are serving in hard areas where some of our children, um, their main source of food and consistent food is through the school system. Mm-hmm. And so there are a bunch of children who have great need. But I think we're trying to speak to parents, but we're also speaking to those who care about them. Here are some of the little things. In America's darker history, um, images were powerful. Mm-hmm. Think about even the images in the coloring books that your child has. If our children grow up in homogenous worlds, if they only ever see leaders that look like them, Mm -hmm. it's not setting them up to be able to engage and and go into the future as a partner with the change that's taking place versus fear over that change. You know what fear does. Fear makes us control and we wanna keep the things the way that they are. Go into spaces. There are creative ways to do it. Maybe your neighborhood's not diverse, but maybe you can get into a program like sports where there's some kind of diversity there. But do anything that you can to get your children in spaces where they can grow up so that it's natural for them to, to love people that don't look like them. Makes, takes away kind of that uncomfortableness that maybe we all experienced growing up by just, like you said, relationships and exposure. I like that. Thank you. You know, volunteerism is a dying thing. Mm -hmm. And I think as parents, uh, having four kids myself, one of the biggest things I I try to impart on my children are uh, this component of volunteering and volunteering in the sense of life is not all about you. That's right. And we live in a very self-centered world. And we would be all much happier and much healthier if we could learn to pour in to other people. And so one of the questions I ask my kids, what are you gonna do today or what have you done today to make somebody else's life better? Mm-hmm. And that can be something as simple as a smile mm-hmm. or it could be something as large as saving the life. Mm-hmm. But what are we doing each and every day, each of us individually, even the people on this panel, what are you doing to make somebody's life better each and every day? I mean, I, I agree with Clarence here. You know, let's teach our kids to step out of the comfort. Mm-hmm. Uh, me growing up here in Edmond and, you know, staying in the small groups of people who looked like me uh, challenged our kids to get out of that and do other things. Uh, encouraged them to go places and, you know, socialize with people who are just different. Uh, encourage them to be different and don't use it as something, well, why, why? It shouldn't be a why. You should naturally encourage it and, and, and support them to, to, to do something different that's out of the norm. 
Yeah, I think one of the um, most important thing as parents that we give our children is, is being a model, is being an example. And so I think we've got to, uh, they, they've got to see it. So we got to be it so that they see it. And so I would just say that there'd be several just bullet points, I think, that could, that could help all of us as Oklahomans. And I think, first of all, I think it's really important that we all can be at a place where we can acknowledge uh, racism or racial injustice uh, and just be willing to say, because we, can, we can't be a part of fixing a problem if we don't acknowledge it. Mm-hmm. And I know that can be tough to do for some people, but we've really got to be able to go, there, there, there is pain, there is hurt, there is history, and to be able to acknowledge that so that not for, and I would say this to all of our white Oklahomans, not to put you on a guilt trip, not to make you feel bad, but so that we can partner together to move forward. Amen. And so just acknowledging is, 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 is key. And I think something for all of us to do is practice cultural humility. Mm. I, I think that's so important that you realize that you walk into a situation with a bias, with a perspective, and that oftentimes the person of a different skin color probably doesn't have your say bias and perspective. Mm-hmm. And we can think that our bias or our perspective is the only perspective or the right perspective. And what we have to do is practice cultural humility to say, my perspective is limited. Uh, my, my, my perspective is, is my perspective, but it's not everyone's perspective. So I have to humble myself to go, I've got to get the other person's perspective. Now I would say just a third thing that we want to model for our children is, is listening. Is, is listening, listening and trusting the stories of others. So I, I opened up with just a personal story of my own life. And as a, as a black male, uh, this, it's, I have a story, I have my own personal experience, but there would be, everyone has their own experience. So my, 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 my perspective or my, my story is not uh, everybody else's story. But every person has a story. You have a story, you have a, we all have a story. And we have to really listen and trust each other's stories. Because oftentimes what happens when a person opens up and they tell their story, it's so easy to dismiss it. Or it's easy to take on a posture of, prove it to me. Right. Share the stats with me. That's not what I heard. That's not what I saw on television. And we start dismissing someone's story and now we, we, we don't feel valued as a, as a human being, that our story really matters. So we have to really uh, listen. I, and I, 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 let me just share, share this with you. I think this could be really helpful to us. Um, just here's some ways to be a good listener. Just when you're wanting to engage in a story or a conversation, it can be hard maybe with someone you're uncomfortable, uh, you're trying to do what we talked about, it being intentional. A, a great question is just tell me, tell me a little bit about yourself. Tell me your story. And everybody, everybody likes to talk about themselves. And as somebody's telling you their story, just ask, ask the question, has racism ever impacted your life? And just let them talk. And just tell me more. Just, just tell me more. Here's a great question. How did that make you feel? Wow. What a great question just to listen, to show empathy that we can learn from one another. And I would just say a fourth thing that I won't, I'll just quickly say is just create relationships. We've talked about that. That's really, really key. Just create relationships and really lean in 
and listen. Because what I would say for us to really move forward the way that I believe we all desire to move forward, it will take relationships. Not a one-time conversation, a relationship where have you ever had someone of black or brown or someone of black or brown skin, white, in your home? Have you ever been to their home? I tell you, we start doing that, we will start really engaging and eating, eating together, having relationship together. Walls will come down and our children will see this model before them and walls will come down. And I think it's important as we model for our children, don't talk, laugh, and stand by silent when others crack racial jokes. Mm -hmm. Silence can be endorsement. And so I think as all of us as Oklahomans, let's be committed to stand up and not be silent when somebody is saying something uh, derogatory about someone that may be a different skin color than you. Let's model this for our children and, and stand up. And then I would just say the last thing we want to do for our children is educate ourselves. Mm-hmm. Let's be a student and educate ourselves about other races. Uh, I, I have a great book I would recommend to you. It's called The Third Option by Miles McPherson. And let's just educate ourselves so that we together as Oklahomans can, can move forward and actually leave a better future for our children. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much. Those are all great points. And as a parent of a college-age student and a kindergartner, I, my mind's just spinning on different ways I can engage and different things that we can do. So thank you guys for all of your helpful comments. Yeah, the, the perspective word is just getting out of our bubble, having our kids have another perspective, traveling the state, traveling, having different people that aren't, uh, that look different than us over to our house for dinner. Um, it's just, it, it, it's really where it's at. It's human to human. We're all Oklahomans. Uh, and, and that's just, uh, uh, that, besides that, uh, is there anything practically that all the Oklahomans that are watching this, what else can we do besides getting out of our own bubbles, having these conversations? Uh, or is that, is that the biggest thing that we can do as Oklahomans? What else can we do, Clarence? I, I believe, first of all, Pastor Cooper, you're awesome. I think you broke it down so well for us. And so just to take the things that Pastor Cooper has already mentioned, Um, In 2016, I'll go back to that point, you know, we had a conversation, gathered a lot of leaders in the city, and everyone was listening, everyone was present, and there were even some celebratory times. I remember uh, Kelly Fry of the Oklahomans stood up, and she said, one of these days, Oklahoma is going to be a sign for unity, and we're going to put it on the front page of the Oklahoman. I mean... She did a two-minute talk, and we wanted to just roar and cheer, and we weren't expecting her to do something like that. And what I believe she was reflecting was the hope. She went on to host a live dinner uh, with about 14 leaders in their studio, and so it, it caught, and, and some people have stayed with it. But that's the key. When blood is on the ground, it's easy to move. Our hardest work has been when the sun comes back up, and the blood's been cleaned off the ground, and the pain has gone away, and now we have a choice to go back to our comfort or to build a new tomorrow. I believe that this moment right now has awakened a deeper level of commitment that I would call skin in the game, 
You know the old adage of the chicken and the pig and who puts the most into the breakfast, right? The chicken lays an egg and the, skin, and the pig gives us all, right? <laughs> so the pig has skin in the game. And that's what's going to change culture. That's what's going to cause us to really be able to look up a few years from now and not be in the same conversation. When we were doing this years ago, I happened to be watching a YouTube video and a video of Phil Donahue came on. Now, if y'all don't know who Phil Donahue is, he's a predecessor to Oprah Winfrey and did talk shows like these. And the title of the, the uh, event was called The Issue of Race. And they began to have arguments and points that they put out, and it sounded just like panels that we were hosting. Now, this was 25 years earlier. Then a panelist said, hey, y'all, I was in talks like these 25 years before this. And it hit me just cold. You know, we're like tired, working hard. Do you mean to tell me for 50 years mm. we've been arguing the same angles from different ethnic groups? The only thing that saved me was this. The one difference that I did not hear was their commitment to be together and to walk as one and to enter one another's homes, to be at one another's dinner tables, and to follow through afterwards. We're doing something different, and I believe if we follow through, um, we can declare that Oklahoma can be a shining light for the whole country. I think it's our destiny. I think we're right on the brink of it. And so I'm encouraging all leaders, all pastors, all nonprofits who go after this, don't hold back, make mistakes trying to do good, but let's do this thing. Amen. Can I just add? Absolutely. I just, I love what you just said. I think, oh, that was beautiful. And I think I, I would encourage all of us, we're gonna make mistakes, mm -hmm. but let's make mistakes in conversation. Let's give each other grace. Let, let's, don't, let's don't ostracize each other because you didn't get it right. You didn't ask the question right. We got to build bridges. And I, I think if we get engaged in those conversations, as you were saying, I think one of the critical things that will happen for us to be a, a top, top state out of all the states in, in America will be this is not a black problem, this is our problem. This is not a Hispanic problem, this is our problem. This is not a Latino problem, this is our problem. It's not a white, like, we gotta see that so that everybody gets a quality education. It's our problem. How do we see less mm -hmm. black and brown people go to prison? That's not their problem, that's, that's Oklahomans' problem. And those kind of relationships will now forge next steps together so that we can really see everybody rise up and be who God wants them to be. Thank you guys so much for, for your insight. Uh, just really appreciate you guys being here and honoring us with your time and these discussions. And, and uh, as governor, uh, I want Oklahomans to join Sarah and I, and let's just make a commitment that we are gonna reach across and, and have people that look different than us over to the house for dinner for the perspective that we've all talked about. Uh, let's do that this month. Let's change Oklahoma. Uh, right now, we can do it. We prayed before we came out here that God's will would be done on our state uh, like it is in heaven. And so I wanna join you. I wanna invite Oklahomans to, uh, to do that with us. Uh, you know, seeing the pain and unrest in our state and our nation, uh, it was heavy on Sarah and I's heart. And I know it's been heavy on a lot of Oklahomans' heart right now. And so we needed this conversation uh, to take place and, and uh, navigate what action we can take and, and uh, I think we came up with that. I want all, everybody to know also we're planning another video where we'll discuss with uh, Rose Washington. Uh, she's the CEO of Creative Capital. 
ways the state can expand opportunity for minority business owners as well. And we can help bridge the gap with investing in some of our uh, minority or under, underserved neighborhoods. Um, we all want more uh, really for our state, our kids, our future. Uh, we don't want things to continue uh, like you said, Clarence, 25 years ago, Donahue Show, 25 years, are talking about the same thing. Uh, we can change it. Uh, I love what T. Boone Pickens says. What you think about, uh, what you work for, what you dream about is gonna happen. And we don't, have to take, we don't have to assume that this is always the way it's gonna be in Oklahoma. And we can take these practical steps uh, right now. Uh, so join us um, you know, on inviting people over to the dinner table at our church, our communities, and let's reach across, uh, and, and, and we can make a difference in Oklahoma. And so, Pastor, I'd like for you to uh, close us in, uh, in prayer and uh, just bless this time and uh, any closing thoughts you have. Wonderful. The, I believe it's in the book of, of Romans, chapter 13, and, and verse number, I believe it's verse 15, where the Bible says that God is the God of hope. Amen. And I, I know right now, uh, in our nation and even here in Oklahoma, there's a lot of heavy hearts. But although I even share in having a heavy heart, I've got a hopeful heart because we serve a God of hope. And I want you to know that there is hope because our faith and our trust is in God and his Holy Spirit will lead us forward. And so today, maybe your heart is heavy. I want you to know that the God of hope wants to fill you with hope, wants to fill you with joy, wants to fill you with peace so that we can move forward together. So I want us to call on the God of hope today uh, to fill us with hope because our future is brighter. The best is yet to come. Heavenly Father, I thank you that you are the God of hope. And I pray that you touch every Oklahoman with your hope. I pray that you fill us full of the Holy Spirit. It has been challenging times in our nation. It has been many with heavy hearts, many tears shed, lots of emotions. But God, I thank you today that you're giving us hope. Lord, I thank you that there are answers. I thank you that there is a brighter tomorrow. I thank you, God, that you're filling us with peace right now with joy right now. And Father, I just come against division. I know division is a tool of our spiritual enemy. And I pray that you will unite us together, red, yellow, black, and white. God, unite us together, that Oklahoma would be stronger than ever before. We know that you're at work, and I thank you, God of hope, for working in us and giving us a bright future. It's in you that we trust, we lean on and depend on. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. Thank you, guys. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to The Leaders We Need with Joel Harder, a podcast from Oklahoma Capital Culture. Oklahoma Capital Culture is a nonprofit organization shaping a culture of civility, integrity, and servant leadership among policymakers through nonpolitical and nonpartisan engagement. Learn more about Oklahoma Capital Culture and how you can help shape the leadership culture at www.capitalculture.com. Original music heard on the leaders we need, provided by Scott Allen Matthews at mypodcastmusic.com.